Welcome to Epic Moses, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. As we continue to look into the topic of walking in the light, let us do a quick recap of what we have learned so far. We first of all learned what an allegory is. We saw that it's representative language used to aid communication by hiding truth in plain sight for the protection of the communicator. We saw that the Bible is full of allegories and it is impossible to fully understand the contents of scripture if one doesn't know the place of allegories within it. We also learned that when we encounter the word light in the Bible, it allegorically means information. And when we see the word walking, it's talking about conduct. To now say walking in the light talks about an informed lifestyle or being enlightened. Now we introduced a four-step process through which we believe that anyone could become or live an enlightened life. Now this four-step process is to listen, investigate, receive, and apply information. Lira. We saw that to listen is the first step in the process and that without it it is impossible to achieve enlightenment. We also saw that people who have knowledge tend to be more willing to listen than people who don't have much knowledge. We also learned that people feel too busy most times to listen and also that too much talking can be a hindrance to enlightenment. We went further last week to look at the second step of Lyra which is to investigate. We saw that it's only safe to listen to everything if one can commit to investigate everything one hears, regardless of where it's coming from. We said that in investigating, we should never lose sight of the fact that anyone can be wrong. Therefore, we must read wide and get sufficient corroboration for every source of our information. Finally, we learned that there's nothing wrong in being wrong and that we should not hold on to anything we believe out of pride or emotional attachment. Let us now go on to the third step of Lira process which is to receive. This sounds really easy but it's not quite as easy as it sounds to receive. This is because every human being is a creature of habit. Once we have developed a routine, that action then runs on automatic mode in our subconscious minds. If you have been a listener to our podcast series, you would recall that in previous articles, we spoke extensively on the workings of the mind. Due to the number of processes that the conscious mind has to deal with all at the same time, 
our mental system has the tendency to pass functions to the subconscious mind. Now we may not be aware of it, but it takes brain power to process the things that we hear, the things we see, touch, taste, the movements we make, and the words we speak. And since we do most of these things at the same time many times, whenever it is possible, our subconscious mind takes over certain functions to free up processing space for our conscious mind. That is where habits come from. It's our system's effort to free up processing space for more effective operation of the mind. Now imagine how hard it would have been to have to think out every step you take, every movement you make, the movement of your tongue when you speak. Most aspects of these actions I have just mentioned are automatic once a decision has been made to do them. If not, we wouldn't be able to walk, chew gum, and talk all at the same time without falling or biting our tongues. So the habit aspects of our minds is so helpful to our ability to live a smooth life, but just like everything, it also has disadvantages of locking us into actions and ways of thinking. And that is why breaking habits require a lot of determination and effort. Whenever we are used to something, it takes a lot to change it. That's why change is not easy for the average human being. Once we have settled in into an idea, it takes a conscious effort to drop the idea and adopt a new one, especially if it's something that a person has lived with for a long time. Now, after we have listened and investigated, the next step is that one must receive the results of the inquiry, whatever it might be. In many cases, it might be something that seems to have been working for you. How do you convince someone that what they have been doing probably all their lives and had no problem with it is not correct? It's usually an uphill task. There's an American saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. This simply means that you don't need to tamper with something that is already working well. However, the fact that something is currently working doesn't mean it's working at its best. Jesus said you can't put new wine in old wineskin. This means that you require a change in the way you think in order to adopt a new idea. An old mindset doesn't process new ideas properly. This is the reason Christ cried, repent to the people of his day. It simply means to change your mind. Therefore, the solution is to change the way your mind works. As we briefly said in the previous article, let's learn not to hold on to beliefs too strongly as human beings we are made in the image of God, and we are therefore the highest entity on the planet. Nothing is higher than you are, not even your beliefs. Because a belief is meant to serve and not to be served by humanity. No matter how good an idea is, once the updated one arrives, 
It's a disservice to yourself and those coming after you to hold on to the old in the presence of the new. Now, I understand that it will be problematic to keep changing one's beliefs often. It can't be a good thing not to hold on to any beliefs at all. That could amount to being unstable. Certainly, stability is a very important thing in the formation of character. Anyone who always changes their mind from moment to moment can certainly not be trusted. So that's not what I'm talking about. It is good to hold to your beliefs and be faithful to it as long as they prove true and serve you. However, many held beliefs today are held on a religious or a traditional basis rather than an intellectual basis. Now, what's the difference, you might ask? A belief held on traditional and religious basis is held because you were told it is so, but you never had the understanding as to why it is so. But a belief held on an intellectual basis is held on the basis of understanding the facts involved and how they relate to you directly. A lot of beliefs are religious and traditional beliefs. One thing I must say here is that religion and tradition are the same. Your religion is your tradition and your tradition is your religion. This is because every religion is operated by traditions. We try to separate religion and tradition in Africa and we end up with confusion. This is why, for example, an individual in my country, Nigeria, will have multiple wedding ceremonies to satisfy both religious and traditional requirements. Meanwhile, each of those ceremonies actually serve as a complete wedding on their own. Every religion comes along with the traditions of those who introduced it. This is why you see that people mostly dress in a similar mode to those who introduce that religious practice to them. If your belief is religious or a traditional one, I'm not saying it's bad, but I urge you to seek understanding as to why it is so, to help you make an intellectual decision about it. Definitely, there is no one without a tradition. Traditions don't only come from ancestors. Some are created personally by doing certain things regularly until they stick to us or introduced into our lives through the influence of others. Whether it is acquired through religion, tradition, or personally developed through habitual behavior, it is important to interrogate our lives from time to time to identify meaningless religious tendencies with the intent to bring them under intellectual control. What I just described is not a small task at all, but a lifelong job. I remember making a decision to locate and neutralize all religious dogmas out of my life way back in 1991, 31 years after I am still at it. However, I can definitely say that as the years have rolled by, I find I live with a greater sense of purpose 
and freedom than the average person. And so in conclusion of this matter, whenever you have listened and you have made the effort to investigate the matter, it's then important to receive the change in your mind without regard to how long the old thing has been with you. The work is in the mind. Once it can be settled in your mind, then the implementation becomes a matter of application. This leads us to the final stage of this Lira process, which is to apply. So until next time, when we shall conclude on this topic, may God give us spiritual understanding in Jesus' name. Thank you so very much for listening. And God bless you. Hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.